Helen. And I'm Liz. And we're sisters, scientists, and lifelong X-Files fans. And this is We Want to Believe. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. How are you feeling, Helen? I didn't ask. You you look um, great. You look normal. You look healthy. Yeah, we're a week ahead. So this past episode that is coming out is the one that was supposed to come out when I had COVID, um, but did not. So... Do you know what I'm saying? So we're like a, a week ahead. No, a week. I behind. think I do. I think I know what you're saying. People are going to listen to an episode and they're going to be like, ah, this is the first one that was recorded after Helen had COVID, but they're wrong. That episode was recorded before you had it because we're yes. always off by a week. Yes. So we just wrapped up our break of yeah. Helen having COVID and so did everyone else in your house and Zach hurt his arm. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, fell while playing soccer and it is a minor fracture. So oh my his God. radial head is fractured slightly. Mm-hmm. And that is um, what? It so sounds it's... like a radio head cover band that <laughs> Osteodocs <gasps> formed. Oh, if I liked radio be... head more. And was it all musically inclined? <laughs> <laughs> if it weren't for those two small <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah. Um, so your radius is one of your forearm bones. It's the one that aligns with your okay. thumb. Okay. And the head is by your elbow. Essentially, it's that side of the bone. So your elbow, so elbow. Yeah, your elbow, okay. elbow is your ulna. Um, right. But your radius is right next to it. So he was playing soccer, indoor soccer, which is an important note because okay. he didn't fall on grass. He fell on oh, fake turf over concrete. Oh, God. I didn't think about that. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, and there's a small, uh, a small fracture. He apparently at work, um, one of the, our biology colleagues asked him, you know, is it a break? And he said, kind of, and she was like, I think that's binary. I mean, it is weird when you just get a small fracture, people act sometimes like it's not a real break. Like, cause when I, cause yeah. I've had fractures in my fibula and yeah. it's always like, oh, and it's like, no is broken i don't know i remember that in college when i broke my ankle which we're going to talk about actually in this oh, episode no kidding. yeah um cool but yeah so does he need to wear a cast or like what's going on there no not a hard cast so i mean it okay. is actually not you know a terribly big deal um okay. it's it's bothering him but it's not it's not terrible um okay. he was able to play guitar a little bit the other oh, night God. So. oh that's so awful i know and Ugh. then yeah the same day i mean it's came... awful that he couldn't not that he was able to right. a little yeah <laughs> i thought this took the guitar away for good and it didn't yeah. damn that's so like awful those friends episodes with ross playing the keyboard but, <laughs> um and yeah that that same day he came home from soccer and the boys were with him and they run inside. They're like, dad hurt his arm. And I'm thinking like, oh, all right. You know, it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then I was like, oh gosh, no, like he's actually pretty well, hurt. I told you about um, talking to our mom when it happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I was on the phone with her. Yeah. When it happened. Yeah. Yeah. For the record, our mom said, oh no, he just fell down. It looks really bad. And I play off contact sport. And so I was in my head thinking, I'm sure it's nothing. You yeah. know, I'm sure he's fine. And yeah. then find out, no, he broke his elbow or whatever. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I'm a jerk. Yeah. Wow. No, well, how long same... until it's normal? Um, A couple weeks. So like four to six okay. weeks total. And it's been a week and a half, two weeks. Okay. Um, So not, not too long. And he has limited mobility. So it's not, 
it's not entirely immobilized. It's not okay. Man. But yeah, they yeah. they came home and William had had a stuffy nose, and our mom was over, and uh, and I was gonna take. We were debating like, should I take Zach to the ER? Should we, you right. know? And uh, we we're like, well, let's just COVID test William quick just to be safe and smart, positive. And God. yeah, and then it just all went downhill from there. Except Hugo, 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 Hugo never got it. No, that is bizarre because he's so clingy of all of them. He'll just climb right on you and breathe in your face. And yeah. like, well, that's how I got what was probably norovirus in November or December of just this past year. The one year. other time we had to miss an episode, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and I, like, I knew when it happened, Hugo had been sick and then he was like sitting in our bed all snuggly and sneezed in my face. And oh I was like, God. Oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh God. Oh man. Young children. Kids. Yeah. Germs. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So, but we're on, we're on the upswing. Knock Excellent. on. Excellent paper um and god yeah just in time for the semester to start just mixed you didn't get to en- yeah. enjoy your break much but no it would probably be more stressful to be arranging things for coverage so eh. yeah i don't yeah. know come see yeah come yeah yes come see come saw um i so have no I idea what sh- we're talking about today Oh, 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 do you have something before? Yeah, well, I, I do. One is that I had a dream a couple nights ago that we went to record today and you were like, there, there was like a third person on Zoom. It was some woman I didn't know. And you were like, we're doing it. Liz, guess what? We're going to have all these special guests. And I've changed the layout of our podcast. And there was like a live <laughs> band and like there were going to be all these different people who come in. And I was like, why didn't you tell me in advance? And you're like, that's part of the fun. You're finding out live. And, and it was really like bizarre and then i also <laughs> wanted to ask you is our podcast up to some like x-files style research into the past or into i important? don't know because Why? i keep seeing that now we have a subscription oh to newspapers.com and we get emails about ancestry.com as well <laughs> I, I wanted a free trial and i was out i had used all of my other email addresses ah. uh, to sign up for 14 day free trials over the past you know like decade for ancestry <laughs> and uh and then i was like i need i need an email address i'm not going to pay for this but i really want this newspaper article <laughs> so i signed <laughs> yeah I have it. I have it on my calendar to close the oh. trial. We're not well, going to. As long, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Right, as long as it's not my paid. credit card, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I like um, the implication, though, that uh, I do. It's I was related. like, yeah, I'm like, maybe there's some research into the past, and like, you know how it is in X Files episodes. There's an article, yeah. and you're like, that's the same person, and they haven't aged at all, or whatever. Yeah. This well, I can actually from the 1900s. What I'm researching is mildly related um, in that I'm looking into the house with no house with no corners in Bull Valley, Illinois. Excuse me, you're researching the house with no corners? Oh my god! Shut up! I'm so excited! Oh my god! Oh, I, All I of our local to... McHenry listeners, do you understand? This is so big. You remember? <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Okay. So I don't the, think we've talked about the house with no corners on here before. No. Do you want to give a yes, brief overview? I do. Okay. It's called the Stickney Mansion. So if you want to Google it, you can find the Stickney Mansion. It's deep into like a wooded area in Bull Valley, Illinois. It is 
not a fun drive in the middle of the night when you're a teenager and you have to go drive by it because ghosts. Yeah. Um, very spooky. It's not to be confused with the witch house or the devil house, which is another property nearby where we, which is like across the streets. Basically right? it's like, well, it's like, cause like you're on this one street that kind of jogs and it's like right before the jog. And then Stickney is after the jog. Oh, vice okay. Versa. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, the Stickney mansion was owned by the Stickneys in the height of the, um, Oh, it's a word for that trend, like spiritualism. Spiritualist. Yeah, mm -hmm. in movement yeah. in the in the like late eighteen hundreds, where there was lots of like seances and stuff. And so, um, the family. My understanding is the family built their house to have no corners; they're all rounded, so that ghosts couldn't hide in the corners, and they could do better seances because they'd had a lot of kids and a lot of them died young and they wanted to be able to seance them and so now people think it's haunted but it's also the bull valley police station or at least it was at some point and one time we drove there in the night and took a picture and maybe thought we saw something in the window but it was probably a reflection of the flash on the glass yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah, but I mean, it's a yeah. part of like Northern Illinois lore. So yeah. what are you researching with the Stickney Mansion? I'm so excited. Yeah, so, um, well, I mean, it's it's the depressing side of that. Oh. I mean, so, uh, so looking into the fact that they lost a bunch of children, uh -huh. um, Partially what that says about grief and child loss, partially what that says oh. about tuberculosis, um, oh. because uh, a lot of the deaths are presumed to have been from tuberculosis. You know, you um, and I should probably spend the night there so you can do some research. At the police station? We'll, we'll yeah, have to get arrested. <laughs> no, 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 no. We would like arrange it. You'd be like, I'm a researcher <laughs> and I'm very important with my research. <laughs> and so I have to. Maybe we'll just go there for the day and I'll just keep you company. And then there'll be a snowstorm and we'll have to stay overnight. And then, sure. you know, things will happen. Well, I'm um, not I'm not really in interested book. if it's haunted or not. Um, I mean, that's not part of what I'm researching. It, because... It, it either is or it isn't, and there's not that much to say. Right. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm more interested in, like, the the fact that they built it that way because they were spiritualists and how that kind of feeds into a lot of the romanticism surrounding tuberculosis and how, oh you know, um, how... So are you going to, like, write a paper on this? Well, no, I'm working on a book, if you recall. Oh, um, my God, it's for your book. Yeah. Did you any mm -hmm. news on your book and the people at the publisher? Did they say anything? Um, by I am supposed to have the introductory chapter turned into them along with the proposal by the time this episode comes out. By the end of winter break, um, I am running oh. behind because of COVID, COVID? and yeah. Zach breaking his arm and more right. COVID. Um, but so I don't know. So it they hasn't been accepted officially. Yet. It hasn't been accepted no. yet. Okay. Mm -mm. No. Oh my God. No. But the, okay. um, I, I know I shouldn't, this is all very interesting and serious and academic and, you know, but it's the house of no corners. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, they're an interesting family. So the Stickneys, they were, George Stickney was the man. Um, mm -hmm. and he was, uh, like the first 
white settler in northern Illinois in the Nunda Township. Um, so oh, in okay. like the Bull Valley Woodstock area. Okay. Um, and so he arrived in 1838, uh, no, 1835. He okay. was born in New York and had taken like several steamships steamships across the country. Like he had gone like, On, like I don't rivers? know. I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. how do you even yeah. do that? Like I I don't great I don't know I would have to have a better understanding of waterways than I do. <laughs> um, and well, there was an article, and I was like, ah, river, oh. river, uh huh, the river. Um, <laughs> so, um, wow. And then there was like some caravanning and stuff. Okay. Um, Why yeah, did he so come he, out here? Uh, I want to stay in New York. Find his fortune to be oh. like they were in the 1830s and staking huh. claim to new, new quote unquote new land, yeah, yeah. Um, new land for white people, and yeah. uh, um, and then yeah, then he met Sylvia was the name of the woman. Okay, um, their one of their sons was the first person to be buried in the oh. Holcombville Cemetery, oh. um, and so they were like the first some of the first people um first settlers in the area um and then he was like really he was on the school board he was like a local politician um so they were like a really prominent family yes i mean it's a big house like yeah yeah well the first floor was all living space the second floor was the ballroom which is where they would have seances oh my god yeah wow yeah wow that's wild well, mm-hmm. please keep us updated on your research. Yeah. I yeah. love this. I found a poem that he wrote um, towards the end of his life that was published in the 1880s by, um, I don't know by who, uh, but the book is um, like the history of McHenry County. Okay. And uh, there's like a long poem that he wrote about oh. his life and about like oh. meeting Sylvia and then you know like meeting his second wife and it's oh. fascinating whoa yeah. oh my god yeah so yeah so my my research using ancestry it is tangentially related yeah okay yeah mm-hmm. oh that's fantastic yeah oh that's so interesting wow oh I love that like something we were like, ooh, let's drive by it at midnight when we were kids. You're now like researching. Like Yeah, although let's be clear, I never wanted to drive past it at midnight because I was too scared. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Well, you you were with us the night we took that photo, right? Or no? No. No, I wasn't. Okay. Nope. Hmm. Too scared. Where did but you went with us that night when we had Luke's mom's suburban and we called nope. it the ghosty five? No, you were nope. totally with us. No, mm I wasn't. No, didn't and we went to we are I now you're not just inserting yourself into memories. No, you were there, but we had to drop you off before we went to somewhere in Lake County because mom wouldn't leave you out that late. I swear. Oh, oh okay. Maybe that might be it true. It was like we went to like one cemetery, I don't know. Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. But and then I didn't creepy. I didn't stay out because I was Yeah. I and then know, we like 14. went out the rest of the night. Yeah, I think I think that sounds right. You would have been 14. Mm-hmm. And then like we went to like some county park in lake county that was supposed mm-hmm. to be haunted or something i don't know yeah, I eventually don't know we were in meyer in the middle of the night not because mm. it was haunted just because it was open yeah. yeah yeah anyway um what are we talking about today it's a good oh, one right what is it it is a it's good a... one it's colony colony okay yeah okay 
And when I'm done telling you about it, we have a listener story. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, All right. So um, Colony, th- this was a great episode and it was yeah. a pleasure to watch. And the thing is, all of these more conspiracy episodes, they were always my favorite, but I still was taken by surprise by a lot. I'm sure I've seen this episode hmm. a number of times and I still was like, oh my God, about a lot of things. So Ooh. I'll be curious to see how well you remember it. Um, was it X opened in it? No, X wasn't in it. I bet it'll be <laughs> okay. in the next one though. <laughs> what did okay. you watch? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. It opens with the night sky. There's a light in it. There's a monologue from Mulder about belief. And he's kind of giving this monologue while we are um, seeing this helicopter come down. It picks somebody up. They're all rushing around. It's like, uh, they're taking him to some sort of hospital. There's somebody on like a gurney and clearly in a bad way. And it, and you're like, is that Mulder? Um, and he says like, what I saw out there on the ice proved everything right. The aliens are here and they're beginning to colonize. Um, on the ice. Some, something like that. Yeah, what I saw out there on the ice. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And so I don't know where he is. Scully appears and she's like, let me in to see him. You know, you picked up agent Mulder and they're like this is a military base you can't come in and then she convinces them and shows her ID and gets in and they say Mulder's body temperature is 86 degrees and so they've got oh, him I remember this okay. this is sounding familiar now okay yeah. sorry I wrote re- yeah, yeah yeah this is sounding and, familiar and so oh god like, 86 degrees that's not possible <laughs> it's not see I was wondering and that's as much well, as I did was wondering I mean um I actually I know this because very recently, my kids, William in particular, my nine-year-old, really knows how to stay up late when he doesn't want to go to bed because he'll do things like, how did humans evolve? Or what is the <laughs> lowest temperature that someone can be? And then I like have to look it up and we have to talk <laughs> about it. And he's like, and yeah, he knows That's awesome. he knows how to get me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was this was just a recent oh, okay. uh, stalling. And what did technique. you find? Um, so anywhere below, so 96 and below, below 96 is like critical territory. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have guessed it was that low. Cause I feel like I've had a temperature in 97 something plenty of times. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a pretty, and that's okay. Right. Oh yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, like any sort of homeostatic mechanism, um, we have, a am I, point. am I a homeostatic mechanism? <laughs> <laughs> no but you oh, have okay them. oh okay <laughs> so, um maintaining homeostasis is maintaining things like our blood sugar our resting mm-hmm. heart rate our body temperature mm-hmm. um things that like our body just kind of needs to control and keep it a set point essentially okay. Um, uh-huh. So we have like a set point and then a range at which it can vary. That's still normal. Okay. Um, so if, you know, if your body temperature is quote unquote 98.6, I think it's actually uh-huh. like the mean is actually slightly lower. Okay. Um, Cause I feel like mine usually is a little bit lower when I take yeah. it. I don't have a temperature. Right. But then it can vary okay. between, you know, up to a degree and you're still totally fine. fine okay yeah but below like 96 is when we get into dangerous territory so 86 i i mean i would assume that's like coma real, you didn't and, seem well, conscious maybe, okay okay and so they've got him in like a big tub 
yeah, big metal yeah. tub. Right. And so Scully rushes in and she's like, get him out of that tub. And they're like, hmm. he's got hypothermia, like really severe hypothermia. We're trying to save him. And she's like, that cold is what's keeping him alive. He needs to stay cold. Huh. Okay. And then the opening theme. And okay. There we go. And it shows two weeks earlier, there's a research vessel on the Arctic Sea. And so oh, maybe I'm thinking right. like, that's where we're going to get something icy later. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they see a light in the sky and they're like, I think that's a UFO. It doesn't look like anything else. And it crashes. Um, and then we go to a doctor's office in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And, and I was like, oh, Scranton, the office. <laughs> if I could do the theme song better, I would. Is that the office theme? Yeah, I was trying yeah. to. We're yeah. better at the X-Files theme, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it's easier. It, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, they have the news on in the waiting room, and uh, they're like, oh, these people in this research vessel thought they saw an alien like UFO crash, but it was actually a Russian fighter pilot um, that crashed there. And they show his face, and it's the alien bounty hunter. Oh, who- now we have not... You just know that because you know that, right? Yes. We don't. I know that because I know it, but, and also we're about to find out um, in this episode. Um, He's uh, a big big dude about, I don't know, real tall, very angular jaw. um, Yeah. Very intense look. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and so the doctor sees the guy's face on TV takes off running into the hallway and then and it's, uh, it's a family clinic it's a women and family clinic something like that mm-hmm. the doctor takes off running and then oops alien bounty hunter is right there catches him oh. and he gets out what i recall we always call <gasps> in college yes do you remember what we called it oh the oh stabby not a sign. pokey uh we called it the alien pokey thing the um, alien pokey thing yeah, yeah 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 um so he gets out the alien pokey thing which is a it's like it acts like a switchblade but it's just a point it's a pokey thing it's a it's a metal <laughs> pokey it's, it's like a skewer that is retractable like you yeah yeah like, like a switchblade mixed with a spike knitting needle yeah yes. <laughs> um and he stabs the guy he stabs the doctor in the neck and he bleeds green blood ah. um yeah and uh and now so, that is not normal <laughs> I'll tell no, you no and I was thinking this episode mixes really well with the Erlenmeyer flask, which has the green blood. It has a a lot of similarities. And so I feel like it would make a lot of sense to watch the Erlenmeyer flask before you watch this episode. If you're thinking of watching this one, that would be a great one to like brush up on stuff. Um, And so then we see Mulder and Scully in Mulder's office or their office, I guess. I always feel like it's Mulder's. And they've got uh, Mulder has gotten three obituaries emailed to him and there's one of them is that doctor in scranton and then it's two other doctors and all of them worked at abortion clinics and so Ah. scully's like oh it's like militant right to lifers probably is what Mm -hmm. she says um and Mulder's like okay yeah but then i was like that's not next file why didn't anyone send this to us so i looked at the doctors and they're all identical um oh Oh, whoa (laughs) Yeah, and they're all just like normal looking middle-aged dudes with glasses and thin hair. Um, mm-hmm. but they're all the same middle-aged dude. Um weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh they briefly show that like a reverend who's like a crazy right winger has been arrested for it because he was 
I don't actually know how they arrested him or what the deal is. He's clearly sinister, but he ended up not playing a big role. He's got a newspaper clipping on him that is a picture of the doctor. And it says, do you know this man? Call this number. Hmm. And so he says, well, I got that at, I got that out of a newspaper in Binghamton. And so they go up to Binghamton and they talk to the newspaper and they're like, yeah, we don't know who placed the ad. They paid cash. He left. I don't remember him. Um, And they like show a picture of the doctor and they're like, was it him? And they're like, no. And it was definitely the alien bounty hunter. Um, Uh And so uh, that's where I want to ask you. Mulder is like, look, they're kind of continuing in like a path. Like they went for, because the first doctor who died was in New Jersey. And then the next one was in New York City. And then Scranton. And Helen, do you think Scranton is north or south of New York City? South? I would say... No, it's north of it. Really? I mean, I I picture it pretty straight west. I picture it like pretty straight west. Mostly. Yeah, that's uh, what I pictured. And I think had I had to guess, I would have said it's probably a little bit south, but I'm not sure. Uh Um, But no, if you look at a map, it is definitely north of it. Like it is like northwest of it. It, Like you're also looking it up. Good. Yeah. It's like I'd say like on average, like a 45 degree angle up north, like. Really? Which well, now surprised me. the even more disturbing part, perhaps, is that um, I thought New Jersey was south of New York. It is. Or north. I'm sorry, north. I thought it was Wait, north. You did? I did. Oh. Because it's like across the sea. The what do you place. mean by that? I don't know. Isn't that, there's water there, right? Isn't New York across there's water there i mean <laughs> right on the on, on, look neither of us are good at geography so i should not <laughs> okay, be like making we'll fun of you stop. um no new jersey is south and they have that um i guess it's kind of sort of oh it's it's mostly west right yeah that's what i was gonna say okay. kind of okay um because there's that um tunnel right where like yeah yeah it connects them and goes underwater so like yeah the Connecticut bay is, is apparently the above water them by the way. Oh, the bay is the water. See, I thought you meant the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so he's heading north. North, kind of making his way north. No kidding. Stabbing people with his pokey thing. And uh, he, so they go up to um, Binghamton and Mulder finds out, oh, so they listen to all of the messages that have come in for this number. Oh, and uh-huh. one of them says, yeah, it's Dr. Uh, Aaron Baker. He's in danger. He's at, um, he, he lives, or no, they know he's in danger. He, Dr. Alan Baker, Aaron Baker, it doesn't matter that much. He lives in Binghamton. So uh, Mulder, I've definitely mixed things up because Mulder and Scully are not yet in Binghamton. He was making phone calls because they call, this is important. They call an agent who is in Binghamton, an FBI agent, and say, hey, we're on our way up. This guy, Aaron Baker, is in danger. You need to like find out where he lives and protect him. And so then we show this other FBI agent go to this like little suburban house and he looks in the door or he like goes through the door and he stops because he hears yelling and he looks in the window and you can see one of the doctors who looks the Mm -hmm. same yelling at someone having some sort of argument. Mm -hmm. And so the agent goes around to the back of the house and then we can see inside and the other person he's yelling at is the alien bounty hunter. Mm. So alien bounty hunter does his pokey thing, mm-hmm. kills him, green blood. 
And so then the FBI agent breaks in and shoots the alien bounty hunter to stop him. And the alien bounty hunter also bleeds green blood, Uh, which is mm -hmm. what makes him the alien bounty hunter because he both hunts aliens and is an alien. Yeah. And the green blood coming out of his body has like a bad effect on the like eyes and nose of the FBI agent. And he's like, Oh, it's burning. And so Mm -hmm. we, we cut from there and then Mulder and Scully. Oh, did I forget to tell you something really important? (laughs) Did I hang on? Tell me I didn't. Cause it's really wild. I don't think I did. Let me make sure. No, I didn't. There we go. There's all my exclamation points. Okay. (laughs) They go Mulder and Scully go to the house and the FBI agent is outside seems fine and they're like uh, and he's like ah nobody's there and there's like two weeks worth of mail in the mailbox i don't think he's here and all the and scully are like hey we should we should check around back just to be sure and then we go to the fbi agent opening the trunk of his car and the actual fbi agent is inside it and his eyes are all red and he's dead yeah okay i forgot he could shapeshift oh really yeah which is like his whole deal besides the pokey thing yeah yeah, it's interesting that he always goes back to that one form. But I guess if yeah. I could shapeshift, maybe a white man would be my preferred <laughs> form. Like, I like, don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like, no, I would want to be like, today I have a pink mohawk. I don't know. You'd I feel like, like I mess with my hair. In Harry Potter. I'd be, yeah, yeah, I'd be much yeah. more like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking I mean, more like if I was trying... Yeah, right, exactly. If I was a bounty hunter from a different land, I'd be like, oh, yeah. well, these are the ones in power. That he makes sense. kind of do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's mm-hmm. he's tall. He's, like, youngish, right. but not super young. And, yeah. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I kind of was taking it as, like, his natural form, but that's clearly not because he's bleeding <laughs> green blood. Um, I don't know. So, um, so, uh, so then Mulder and Scully go back to DC and Skinner calls them in or Skinner calls Mulder in and he's like really mad. And he's like, yeah, you guys went off. You didn't have authorization to do this. And Mulder's like, I thought we had like an understanding with the X-Files that we could just <laughs> kind of pursue stuff. And Skinner's like, well, not when some FBI agent was found dead in his car in the house you sent him to. Oh, And they're like, oh, Oops. Um, so Skinner's like, no more investigating, write up a report. We got to look into this more before you do anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, oh, it just gets so interesting, I think. I was like, oh, it was a great episode. Um, I just feel like, why are there so many ones I don't like that much when they can do stuff that is so uh, yeah, unexpected and, and excellent? Because um, Mulder calls Scully. She's at home. And she's like, hey. Well, she's shocked, first of all, of course, to hear that that agent is dead. And she's like, hey, I just got an email. And she says it contained a digitally scanned photograph, which I just loved because, like, you know, it's still novel. It's like 1995 or whatever. So to explain to the audience so we understand it, someone digitally scanned a photograph. um, And it shows that there is one of those doctors. His name is James Dickens. And he's right there in uh, Washington, D.C. Oh. Yeah. So Mulder's like, all right. Right? Yes. That is, okay. Yes, but it is shockingly close. Like, the East Coast is all way closer together than I thought, I think. I was in Philadelphia about 10 years ago, and somebody mentioned that, oh, we just took the train down from New York, and it's, like, two hours? I was unprepared for that. Yeah. I went to, um, Zach's cousin got married in Baltimore, uh, I don't know, eight years ago or so, 
And uh, quite a few people went, oh, well, Maryland, I guess, is famously close to D.C. Yeah. But, so maybe that's not as impressive. But a <laughs> bunch of people went to D.C. thought I was flying into <laughs> D.C. and didn't find out I was actually flying to Baltimore <laughs> until, I don't know, I may have been in the air. I'm not sure. Oh, I was unprepared. So, <laughs> Were you, was this when you had the broken leg? Or was that a different time? You went to D.C. Uh, with yeah, the broken leg. Yeah. I think it might have been. And that might also be the time I didn't realize. Our dad was driving me to the airport and I realized at the last minute that it was not at O'Hare. It was at Midway and I just barely made it. And then it was it was definitely the time I was there with a broken leg. It was a broken foot because it was after my foot surgery um, Uh. that uh, I was there and I didn't know that fancy hotels will put a hold on your credit card in case of Ugh. incidentals. And so yeah. this stupid hotel put a hold of like $400 on my debit card because I was oh 22 my or 23 and didn't have a credit card. So then I went to try to buy myself breakfast the next morning and they were oh. like, no, your card's declined. And I was like, well, I'm going to starve. And it was, oh. you know, long enough ago, God. it wasn't super easy. So our dad had to figure out a way to get me money. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. That $400. Yeah. Is that ridiculous? Like, yes, that's insane. Although I I, I, like... DC is also famously expensive, but still. Yeah. And that Ugh. was where I, I, I remember, I think it was that trip where I saw the highest ATM fee I'd ever seen until I went to Las Vegas much more recently and was in a casino. What? And it was a $3.50 fee, which seems eh, not that bad right now, but this was 2005. So it was, uh, you know, 19 years ago. It, it's high. It doesn't the... sound that bad now. Yeah. What's the one in Vegas? That you saw. It was like eight dollars. Oh wow! Yeah, there the ATM by my house is five. I routinely. Oh god, yeah. that offends me. Who do they yeah. think they are? They think they're BMO Harris. They're not my oh. bank, for the record. But my bank mm-hmm. is in a different city, so it's complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the nerve. I would not bank with them. I know, right? The nerve. Yeah. God, yeah. what do you think? Beloit is Vegas almost. Yeah, yeah. It's five eighths of Vegas. Yeah. It is the Vegas of the state line area. You know. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> because, you know, Platteville, they, they, the Platteville students call it P Vegas, sort of sarcastically. Yeah. I think oh. to make fun of it, I guess. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't fully yeah. understand the nuances of calling it P Vegas because I've never lived there and I'm not, didn't go to school there, but uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, DC has yeah. one of those doctors. Okay. And um so Mulder and Scully are oh so Mulder's like I'm gonna come get you. And so Mulder mm-hmm. goes to Scully's house, their apartment building, and there's a dude outside and he is like, Are you Agent Mulder? My name is Ambrose Chapel, CIA. And I have oh, to talk to you. Guy. Yeah. I can kind of picture him. Okay. And like I heard that name and I was like, ooh. And then I yeah. thought maybe I was just mixing up with um chapel from trigon oh which, sure yeah you know about the whole trigon thing that happened last year right no on twitter what? no it's i mean it's it's like it's really really weird oh it's just weird it's trigon for the record it's uh, an anime yeah it's an anime aren't aware yeah yeah for people who aren't as cool as us um <laughs> that's it it's um so one of the characters in Trigun is Nicholas Wolfwood. Uh-huh. 
and Wolfwood. I mean, you know Wolfwood. I guess I'm telling the yeah. audience. And um, I mean, it's I been just, forever, though. So yeah, you know Wolfwood. Yeah, I know. I just I couldn't have come up with these people's names, though. Come up with the two girls' names, Millie and. You have until the end of the episode. Lois. No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll keep thinking. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So Nicholas Wolfwood, okay, yeah. is the character on Trigun. Yeah. I don't understand the details. I'm not following Trigun much at this point in my life. But right. someone on Twitter, okay, going back a couple of years, several years ago, this novella came out called This Is How You Lose the Time War. I haven't read okay. it, but it's supposed to be good. Why have okay. I heard of it? Because in last, like, summer-ish, someone on Twitter with the name... Bigolus Dickolus Wolfwood, like okay, a, like Nicholas Wolfwood, but also right. Big Dick because they seem really mature. Um, yeah. tweeted, Go buy this is how you lose the time war. I'm not going to say anything more, go buy it now. And I guess he has a big account, and somehow this went viral. And all of a sudden, this novel is like best selling, climbing the charts again. And everyone in the writing community is like, I can't believe this person with this, like obscure anime obscene name made this happen and the author is just like i can't even believe this is happening and it's really bizarre yeah so it's like all of a sudden people are talking about nicholas wolfwood in the writing community online and i was just not ready for it it was (laughs) because people are trying to give a little context to his name like what's you know oh sure so yeah Yeah. he's like a big part of like anime fandom and got all these anime people to buy this book i guess so yeah yeah wow huh yeah, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. So we'll come back to Meryl. Oh, I just gave it away. God damn it. Meryl. Her name is oh, Meryl. God, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So I was thinking Chapel from Trigun because uh, I was, mm-hmm. there's, you know, bad guy. And uh, no, it's Ambrose Chapel though. So I still feel kind of, I don't know. I don't know about you, sir, because of his name. But he's like, all right, I'm going to, I have, I know about what's going on. So he goes into Scully's apartment. They're all talking and he's like, okay. Basically, Soviet scientists created clones. They're called the Gregors. It's like oh. Project Gregor. And um, the, at, for about the last year, the CIA has been aware that they have gotten into the country and they are living as doctors and they've like infiltrated the medical establishment so that if we go to war with Russia, then um, they could be in place to like do bad things like... Huh. Okay. Medicine wise. Sure. At a okay. random family cl- planning clinic in Scranton. Yeah. Or whatever. So, um, and so Mulder's like, okay, but like, what's going on? And, and so the guy's like, well, someone's been eliminating them and we're trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, it's the Gregors themselves who con- have been contacting you, I think. And, oh, okay. uh, and Ambrose Chapel says, I'm the one who placed the ad. That's how I found you. Like, because uh. I don't know, Mulder called it or something. And so he's like, all right, let's go find James Dickens. So they all three go together. <laughs> Cut to Dickens in a lab in a warehouse in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Big green tanks, you know, big clear tanks with green stuff in them. Weird sure. X-Files lab, you know. He yeah. leaves um, and somebody's picking him up in a minivan. Would you like to guess... Who is picking him up? Okay, so the alien bounty hunter? No. No. 
Um, he's he's and, like, oh, thanks. Okay, cool. Like they're clearly friendly. Him and the person okay, okay. picking him up. Um, and it's not X because it's he not said X. he's not in this one. Nope. Um. Oh God, cigarette smoking man. Nope. No. No, Spinner? it's somebody. No. Here's oh, a clue. I'm, it's I'm... it's somebody we haven't yet seen in the X Files. At this point, it's the first time we see this person. Not Crytek. No, we've, we've seen, seen Crytek. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I'm. So, if I were watching this for the first time, I wouldn't know who it was. But you find out by the end of the episode or whatever. It's Samantha, adult Samantha. Oh, yes. Okay. So, what huh. you see as as like a viewer watching it for the first time is. A adult woman with long curly brown hair. Okay. And they All go right. back to what must be the Gregor's apartment. Mm-hmm. She, uh, they both go in and then he sees people outside. She hides and Mulder is like, Oh, it's detectives Mulder and Scully. We're here to help. Let us in. So he opens the door to them. But then as soon as he lays eyes on Ambrose chapel, he takes off running through his plate glass window <laughs> On the third floor and bursts out the window and (laughs) falls on the ground. And they're like, oh, my God. And they're looking at him. (laughs) But just like in. I once um, ran through a window on a date. I know. It's like Buster (laughs) Bluth. (laughs) It's it's like remarkably similar to that scene with Buster Bluth in Arrested (laughs) Development. Um, And except. Just like in Erlenmeyer Flask, these what aliens or whatever with the green blood, they can heal themselves. And so mm-hmm. he falls to the ground, gets up, starts running. So Whoa. Mulder and him, uh, Mulder and Chapel and Scully all kind of give chase to try to find him. Mm-hmm. They're spreading out. Um, and it's very clear that he reacted to seeing Chapel. That's why okay. he ran away. And so um Mulder is chasing him. He's crossing the street and he's hit by a car and he like at pretty high speed, it looks like. And he kind of rolls off the hood and hits the ground and Scully catches up and he's just like, I just had the wind knocked out of me. It's okay. Go, go get him. You know? And mm-hmm. I just want to say, Oh, not the alien, not the doctor was no, the Mulder is hit by the car. Oh, Mulder. Mulder. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. Mulder oh. hit by the car and he's like, oh, it's okay. God. Just keep going. And as someone who has been hit by a car, yeah. I think he would be a lot more hurt. Yeah. And I want to say that. Because so. you were hit not even going that she couldn't have been fast going that of a fast. speed, right? No, yeah. She was coming yeah. to a stop and she was turning mm-hmm. left and she hit us in the crosswalk. And so she mm-hmm. couldn't have been going that fast. And this yeah. car was fast. And I mean, I had a small fracture. Yeah. <laughs> as as we talked about. And uh and my friend who I know hit the windshield broke a bone in her face because her face oh. broke the windshield and oh. broke a bone in her hand and had a concussion. And so like he's not yeah. Fine. No. So he he's yeah. he's a little scraped up and out of breath. Yeah. So it's just Scully and Chapel running after this Gregor. And then we see that like he's kind of got him cornered in an alley. Chapel kind of has Gregor cornered in an alley. And then of course transforms into the alien bounty hunter. Gets out his pokey thing and kills him. Ambrose Chapel does. Ambrose okay. Chapel was yeah. the alien bounty hunter. Okay, that's familiar. Yeah. 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 So then okay. Scully shows up and he's like, "Oh, I lost him. He went up the fire escape. I'm going to try to find him." But mm. then Scully looks down and she stepped in some green goo. Oh. 
Do I recall that it starts to like wear through her shoe? Yes, it does. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Cute ankle boots. Ah, nice. Yeah. So um, they go back to the office and Scully's like, look, I don't trust Chapel. Like, Mm -hmm. I I think that he was running specifically from Chapel. And Mm -hmm. I really like this exchange. Scully goes, whatever happened to trust no one? And Mulder's like, oh, I changed it to trust everyone. I didn't tell you. And (laughs) I thought that was great. But he's like, no, I did a background check. He's a real person. He has a long career in the CIA. And Scully's like, well, why did he need us then? Like, something's Mm -hmm. weird. And Mm -hmm. Uh, it makes sense that the background check worked because of course it's not really Ambrose Chapel. It's alien right. bounty hunter. Yeah. Um, so Scully's going to do an autopsy of the Syracuse uh, FBI agent who died because there was no cause of death that they could find. Okay. Um, she noted that his blood Wait, is really weird. Didn't he get poked? No, he did not get, it's only the oh, aliens that's right. that he get was, poked. He was he toxic. was um he was toxic yeah he had his guys. eyes burned or whatever yeah, yeah he okay was okay exposed to the blood and it killed him and so that's right he see, Scully says there's like tons of extra red blood cells to the extent that his blood is curdled like jelly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gross yeah I know I know I just it's like really vivid imagery yeah yeah, yeah. um. Huh. And so uh, Mulder gets called in to talk to Skinner and he's, he's expecting Skinner to yell at him again. But Skinner's like, no, your family's been trying to reach you. There's a family emergency. Huh? Yeah, that's. Oh, OK, keep going. What do I, you think? I, um, well, I don't want to give something away. So just oh, keep going. Right, if you remember something. Yeah. yeah. So so um, Scully then finds that the FBI agent, like with his stuff or something. Look, I'm not totally clear on how. Sure. Scully gets the address of that warehouse lab. And so oh, okay. Mulder is driving off to Martha's Vineyard, um, which is, I want to find out. his family out. lives. Yeah. So he's going to go see his family because he calls and his mom answers his dad's phone and Mulder's sort of surprised because um, they're divorced. And mm-hmm. uh, they're like, we can't even tell you over the phone. You got to come up here. Um, for what it's worth, maybe he flew. It's a nine-hour drive from Washington, D.C. to Martha's Vineyard. Ooh. So it doesn't really make it clear. But Mulder seems to get there at like the same exact time that Scully is walking into this warehouse. So mm-hmm. she goes by herself. She steps in some more green goo. And oh, then no. she sees, and he doesn't see her at first, there's a man inside like destroying stuff and he like pushes over a tank and there's like weird looking biological stuff in little bags and he steps on one and it bleeds green goo and it's uh ambrose chapel and uh um, and so it's i know it's the alien bounty hunter and here's where i had the thought Mm -hmm. you know like the end of a long work day when you get home you take off your bra Uh uh-huh and it's like, ah, oh, it's like, like, is why there a better is he feeling? Like, why is he hanging something... out in his chapel outfit when he thinks he's yeah. alone? Yeah, but that's a good point. That's, well, it's not, though, because my take on that is that I was picturing his, like, natural state as the alien oh, bounty right. hunter. And you're the one that pointed out he's an alien. No. Right. <laughs> so, so maybe he figures, like, one middle-aged white guy is as good as another. Yeah. For these yeah, purposes. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. What's the difference? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. And then I don't think it yeah. is. Um, okay. <laughs> so, so Scully goes home and she's like, I think I was followed. I think I'm in danger. The one thing about Mulder being hit by the car that's important is that his cell phone breaks. And oh, it's uh, just so delightful to see the cell phones they have. They're enormous. <laughs> I mean, they're just, you know, they're just everything you want them to be. <laughs> 
so his phone's broken. So there's what is happening in like the rest of this episode is a lot of like, if they just had good technology, a lot of things would be avoided. Oh yeah. Um, and good mm -hmm. communication. Um, so we see Mul Mulder is in Martha's vineyard. His dad is kind of weirded out. He's on the porch smoking and he's like, your mom is having a hard time. I'm glad you came up here. It's really a weird time. And Mulder looks inside and Samantha's in there. Okay. That's what I remembered, but I didn't want to. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. Samantha is Mulder's sister who disappeared when he was young. 12. 12. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she was, she was eight, eight or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, and it's the his, same woman who was driving the van. It's the same in woman the... who was driving okay. the van, who was yep. with one of the Gregors, the okay. DC Gregor. And so Mulder kind of talks to his mom and his mom's like, it's got to be her, right? Hmm. And then Mulder and Samantha talk on the porch in the morning. And she says that when she was nine or 10, she was returned. She was put to live with a family. She had no memory of what had happened. She had no memory of the Mulders. But she knew they weren't her parents, but they like raised her and took care of her. And then she started having really bad anxiety a couple of years prior and didn't know what was going on until she did regression hypnotherapy, which mm. we were just talking about false memories and all that. Yeah. She said at that point, she remembers all the abductions and all of hmm. the um, tests and stuff. And, and she's upset. And she's like, look, I'm in danger. My this. Okay, Helen. I can't figure hmm. this out. Okay. Because then she starts saying stuff that like, all right. Okay. Okay. She says, my adoptive parents, they're only visitors here. You'd call them aliens. Okay. So I was like, does she mean it like alien, alien? Are we, or is it deliberately or, or like vague? Like huh. how our stepdad was an alien. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, but because he clear... immigrated from the Netherlands, I want to finish yes. up that thought. Yeah, um, fair enough. <laughs> um, well, I don't remember how much of this is true. Even right? yeah, I don't I know. Yeah, I don't. But I don't like, know. That, so, so like, that's what I can't quite get. Yeah. a beat on. So she's like a man. So she says a man's been sent to kill people like my adopted parents and anyone who tries to stop him of getting killed soon, he's going to come for me. And so she's clearly talking about the alien bounty hunter. And it's like, was, and are we supposed to she, assume that the Gregor was like her adoptive father? I guess. Okay. okay. Unclear. Um, okay. But we see that Scully is leaving her house. And as she leaves Mulder calls to be like, Oh my God, you got to call me. And then she gets on the bus. She's all suspicious. And so she gets out her enormous cell phone out of her, uh, like, uh, forest green fanny pack that she's wearing. Oh, and nice. I know. And she is on the phone and she's like, all right, I don't think I'm being followed, but, um, I'm going to the vacation village motor lodge in Germantown. Um, hmm. which I don't know. Maybe it's because I've stayed in a lot of hotels. I don't want to stay at the Vacation Village Motor Lodge. <laughs> I know. <laughs> mm -mm. Yeah. And so she's like, I'm on the bus. I don't think I'm being followed, but that's where I'm going to be. So please call me. Um, and I'm hopefully going to have a lot more information about this case by the time we talk. Because she, before she's going to the Vacation Village Motor Lodge, she's going back to the warehouse. She gets out. Oh, sorry. Oops. Alien Bounty Hunter is on the bus. Uh... watching her. So that's not good. Darn. Um, yeah. And so she picks the lock at the warehouse mm -hmm. using a drill that she kept in her 
forest green fanny pack. It's Ooh. yeah, I'm like it's very handy. Like she doesn't have a purse. She's very sporty. She's in like leggings and big running shoes. You know, like Oh, high tops nice. and like you know, Cool. it's like very casual, sporty stuff that like I think in like 2003 I would have thought was super ugly, and now I'm like, no, it's cute. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And so, um, so she opens the door and. Uh, she kind of looks at like the weird bags of maybe living things and then somebody runs and it's a Gregor and then there's actually four Gregors and they're like we're the last you need to protect us Oh, God. and so she calls the FBI and she's like we need maximum security protective custody no visitors okay Mm -hmm. and you know when she's saying this like it's not it's not gonna Yeah. be good for the Gregors No. yeah No. I don't um imagine so. and As all this is happening, the alien bounty hunter is watching from above at a perch Hmm. I would describe as like a gargoyle. Like it seems to be like the edge of a building. I don't know exactly where he is. Um, and so Mulder then is back in the office and he gets Scully's voicemail and he calls Vacation Village and the guy is like, eh, nobody by that name is checked in. And he's like, well, can you give her a message? And the guy gets off the phone and is like, wait, Who am I supposed to call? Who? What's the name? And then Scully walks in and checks in. And so it's clear she doesn't get Mulder's message. And it's just like, Yeah. you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. They need to have Technology. backup phones. They need, yeah, technology. Yeah. Um, so she gets a room at the Vacation Village Motor Lodge. It looks as nice as you would picture. And she gets in the shower. I mean, it's it looks fine. It doesn't look gross, but it, it doesn't look Yeah. nice. And Yeah. she gets in the shower. And then, of course, as soon as she gets in the shower, her phone rings. So there's all these back and forths. Um, and, uh, you don't know who it is, who's calling her. Um, and then we go to see where the Gregors are in their cells and some guy in a suit comes in, who's clearly the boss of the, the dude who's like keeping an eye on them. And he's Oh, like, uh-huh. Hey, um, I wanted to talk to them. Can you get me a coffee? Oh, And no, it's the bounty hunter. yeah, it's Yeah. the bounty hunter. So Yeah. he goes into the cells and he gets at his pokey thing. And that's all we Mm-hmm. see, but we can assume all the Gregors have been poked. Oh, So. yeah. I know. They seem nice. And they're just like nice little alien guys. We don't have any more information about them I at mean, this point. the only other information we had was this lie from Ambrose Chapel about how they were Russian clones. Right. That was right. That was from him. So we don't know. Here, here's the weird thing, right? Huh. Why do they all look alike? What's Yeah. going on there? Why? I mean, clones Right. would look But like, alike. so are they, are they clones? Right. I don't Yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, but they're definitely, they seem mild mannered. They seem nice. I like Yeah. them. You know, Yeah. I, Yeah. I support the safety of abortion doctors, you know, providing Yeah. healthcare to women Yeah. and anyone with a uterus. Good for them. Yeah. So, you know, Huh. I don't want Yeah. them to get poked. I don't know. Yeah. No. Right. Okay. Okay. So then um, it's 11.21 PM we see on the clock, Ah. which is the classic X-Files time for things to waken people up. And there's a knock Because at the it's door. Zach Werner's birthday. He Exactly. was 10. That's, Yeah. that's how we celebrate. <laughs> uh-huh. Was he 10? Uh, well, he was born in 84. Isn't this 94? 95, but he Oh, hadn't okay. turned 10 yet or he hadn't turned 11 yet. So yes, he was 10. Okay. He was 10. Mm -hmm. He was 10 and it was 11, 21 PM. And there, there's a knock on Scully's door. And it's one of those hotels with like the doors lead right to the outside. Yeah, yeah. And so um, she answers the door and it's Mulder and she's like, Oh, thank God. You know, you finally got my messages. And then the phone rings Ah, and uh, it's it's Mulder, Mulder. isn't it? Oh, Mm hmm. no. Mm. And he's like, Scully, be careful. Don't trust anyone.
And that's the end of the episode. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was such a good one. It was such a good ending. Like how come I, I didn't remember that? Like, oh, my oh God. man, I'm, re- I'm remembering it as you're saying things, but I, yeah. I would not have been able to tell you any of that. Yeah. So, yeah. oh man, how exciting. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. now you get to watch the other half of it and find yeah. out how, what is he doing on the ice? Oh yeah. Right. We haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Yeah, and like what happens to Scully in this scene? Like, yeah. Cause yeah. she's clearly fine in that flashback, you know? Right. So, right. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, I'm ready. End game, I believe. Right. Yeah. End game. Now, Ooh. are we about halfway through season two? Where does this fall? Yeah. Yeah. I think this is, is it... I think we're a little bit more than halfway through. I think this is okay. episode 15. Um, yeah. X Files season two colony. Yeah. Um, 16 episode 16 okay and so um and how many are there uh oh wow 25 that's more oh, than i thought wow yeah okay cool um still more than halfway through we got colony yeah. Wild, got endgame and then we yep. have one called fearful symmetry oh that's familiar which is a re- familiar sounding name but my god mm. when i look at the first couple sentences it doesn't sound familiar at all huh well that'll be yeah. yours cool yeah it will yeah. It doesn't bode well. It'll be mine. No. I don't know. <laughs> I feel confident that X won't be in it. Um, you never know. Yeah. And so I have a listener story. Yay. Awesome. Yeah. It is from Alita. And okay. she says it was back in 2011. So drones weren't really a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she says, I was at a friend's cabin in Northern Minnesota. We're all hanging out by a lake. And I was it was nighttime. I was on the dock by myself and there's this thicket of trees and there's this bluish white light. That's the size of, she says a large blow up volleyball. Hmm. I gotta be honest, Alita. I'm not totally sure exactly what size that is. And that might be my own volleyball lack of knowledge. Yeah. Maybe it's a I beach mean, ball size. Maybe it's a volleyball size somewhere in between. It's a big ball. Either way. That's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a big ball. Um, it comes out of the woods. It's about 30 feet in the air, totally soundless. And it's just hovering and moving in a straight line towards the middle of the lake. There's no breeze. There's no people or houses where it came out of. And then it just disappears. And so her her friend comes up and she's like, hey, did you just see that? And her friend's like, yeah, that's why I came out. All of us back at the campfire saw it. And we were like, what is going on? And then right as they're talking, it happens again. And they see just the same progression of coming from the same spot like yeah where it originally started yeah that's my understanding from where it originally started and then moving and so then they talk to another friend who has a cabin nearby but like not that nearby like an hour away but uh he that friend would always say that like there's weird lights that they see in the woods in that area and but for them they're like it's more like pink and orange flashes not glowing balls um and so uh, she does say the lake regularly kicks up old hundred year old rotting logs, which produce a bunch of gas. And mm-hmm. that other area uh, where the friend's cabin is, is also heavy into mining. Um, huh. And it used, but on the other hand of things, that cabin where they were staying used to be an old logging camp. And the guy who owns it has seen an apparition walking around. Oh, huh. yeah. Cause I guess they were renting it. And so, the okay, owner uh-huh. has seen like a figure. So Ooh. 
she has no idea if it was some sort of weird swamp gas or yeah. something supernatural or something else. Um, oh. And she said, like, part of her is like, it had to be gas, but she's looked up swamp gas and it doesn't look anything like that. And it's especially never that high in the air, like 30 feet weird. in the air. Yeah. Huh. Wow. And yeah. her friends saw it too. That they all is... saw it. Yeah. Wow. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Where did she say where in Northern Minnesota? She actually gave me the exact location on Google maps. Oh, wow. In case anybody wants to look it up. It is Little Thunder Lake. Ooh. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, cause so... there's, you know, 10,000 lakes or whatever. Yeah, there's, there's a whole uh, lot so of I was lakes curious. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it is like, yeah. um, I mean, it's it's quite far north of like Minneapolis, St. Cloud. Um, it looks yeah. kind of like straight west-ish from Duluth. Okay. okay. a bit of a ways. It's like huh. a seven-hour drive from Madison as opposed to like the, you know, whatever it is, four hours to get to Minneapolis. So, yeah. Wow. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Huh. Wow, that's mm -hmm. really interesting. I know. I kind of love it huh. because it's spooky, but it also doesn't like scare the shit out of me. Yeah. It's it yeah. intrigues me. Yeah. 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 And it's at that oh, boundary huh. of it must be science, but how could it be? What is it? Right. Ooh. So I like it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh wow. Huh. Cool. Thanks, Alita. Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. And That's if great. you have other stories, please let us know. Um, a reminder to email us at wewanttobelievepod at gmail.com. And then we'll get emails other than ones about ancestry.com and newspapers.com. <laughs> and uh, also you could DM us at yes. wewanttobelievepod on Instagram. Absolutely. You can find us there as well. Um, yeah. Great review, subscribe, share with people who might enjoy. Yeah. And we'll see you next week with Endgame. Yeah. Bye.